0: Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today Wednesday podcast on the 28th of February, the 28th and not final day of the month, this year anyway. It's the Hoosier Ag Today podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, experience banking built on heart, grid, and agriculture. FFBT.com. To learn more, stop by your local branch too. I'm Andy DeU Bank. Thanks for listening. CJ Miller checks in from Houston, site of this year's commodity classic. He has an Indiana farmer with an outlook on what this event is all about. Also, we'll talk about early planting of soybeans. Chief meteorologist Ryan Martin predicts windy and much cooler today. And the ag markets yesterday mixed Analysis on the way with Arlen Suderman on the Who's Your Ag Today Wednesday podcast.
1: At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's Harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender.
2: For many of you here in Indiana, agriculture is your life's work and legacy. I'm Bruce Kettler, president and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Throughout my career, I've been immersed in Indiana agriculture and appreciate the role that ACI plays on behalf of Indiana agribusinesses, ACI is the proactive voice for agribusiness, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness.
1: Talking ag policy at Commodity Classic. I'm C.J. Miller on the road in Houston for Commodity Classic, and this is Who's Your Ag Today. Our coverage this week in Houston is brought to you by the Indiana Soybean Alliance, the Indiana Corn Marketing Council, and Sweetwater Technologies. Well, Commodity Classic is America's largest farmer-led, farmer-focused ag and educational experience. And this year, many Indiana farmers, producers and ag leaders are making the trip to Houston this year for this week's conference. This is the highlight of the year. A lot of work goes into this and this is going to be one of the biggest commodity classics that we've had. And that's Phil Ramsey, a soybean producer from Shelby County. He's also on the boards for the American Soybean Association, the Indiana Soybean Alliance and the Soy Transportation Coalition. He says he has a very busy week ahead as he meets with ag leaders from across the U.S. to discuss policies that have a major impact on the ag industry. farm bill is the main focus right now, trying to get that passed before we have to have another extension. There's a lot of support for it, and um, I think that it can be done. Another big one that just doesn't go away, and that's WOTUS. We think about the time we got that put to bed, it raises its head again, and so there's still more work that's gotta be done to get that behind us. Ramsey also says that Commodity Classic gives farmers a chance to meet one-on-one with executives from a wide range of companies, from equipment manufacturers to crop protection companies. This is the show to be at if you want to uh, talk to the people that can make things happen. They like listening to us farmers because we're the guys with the boots on the ground that's using their products, and uh, decisions they make directly influence our opportunity to make a living out here on the farm. Commodity Classic is also an opportunity to check out the latest technologies, including drones and precision agriculture. In fact, you'll be hearing a lot more about some exciting new technology over the next several days as part of our coverage here in Houston. Be sure to check back all week long at our website at HoosierAgToday.com, as well as the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android. Well, back home in Indiana, the warm-up this week has us all thinking about spring. And on the farm, the weather makes planting time appear to be right around the corner.
0: Andy Eubank has more. In fact, planters will be rolling before we know it, especially with many farmers planting soybeans earlier in recent years.
3: Which means they're going into maybe a little bit colder wetter soils in the in the springtime uh, and uh, and what we end up looking at is we need to make sure that we're protecting that seed coming out of the bag going into the ground. So a product like our Acceleron Seed Applied Solutions makes sure that we're really coating that seed and giving it the best chance of, of emergence.
0: Clint Chaffer is Asgrow brand manager. He says farmers are seeing the benefit of those earlier plant
3: dates. As we're putting in that seed earlier too, we're giving that plant more time to absorb that sunlight and hopefully turn into yield. You pair that up with 100% exclusive genetics from ASGRO, uh, with just coming out of our robust pipeline, all the innovation, research, and development that goes into these products, they're just more resilient. Uh, They're able to go through a lot of those those stressful factors and really come out of the ground and be able to, to really put those soybeans, put those pods on and, and end up yielding the way that we want them to yield in the end.
0: Last year was another typical year of weather challenges facing corn and soybean plants. Thanks to an extensive research and development pipeline, there were many successes.
3: Asgro selects the best of the best products coming out of that, uh, out of that pipeline each and every year. Uh, We were really excited for our XF3 class. That was really uh, one of the first products that we started seeing out of our our latest generation of of our breeding program. And so this XF4 class is the next generation coming out uh, and we're seeing even better results coming from that class.
0: Chaffer says the 2024 lineup of flex triple stacked soybean traits includes 23 new products. More at their website and we have a link at our website. I'm Andy Eubank.
1: And reporting from commodity classic in houston i'm cj miller who's your ag
3: today indiana's farm network farm credit america believes that your crop insurance should be maximized to address what's important to you with their data optimized decision tool you can build a policy custom fit to your operations goals Using your past production data, their tool, which they have exclusive access to in their territory, maps out future events, helping you choose the perfect policy time, coverage level, and options for you, all guided by their crop insurance agents. To learn more, visit fcma.com crop-insurance. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity provider. The High Ground Podcast.
0: Everything from energy and fuels. Memorial Day weekend. Going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about Home heat.
2: (laughs) 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 To agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important.
1: We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell
2: you. (laughs) Listen
1: now on all platforms.
4: I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act, today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We're dealing with the aftermath now of this frontal boundary, this storm front that moved through. Last night was interesting. We had all sorts of moisture, some stronger thunderstorms, gusty winds, and those we're still dealing with this morning. However, they are north winds on the backside of this front. I look for us to be windy through a good chunk of the day today, drawing down cold Canadian air and creating wind chill issues for your Wednesday. Temperatures a good 30 to 40 degrees cooler than where we were yesterday morning and midday. But the good news is we only have to deal with this cold air at this level for about another 36 hours. We're chilly all day today. I think we're chilly through most of the day tomorrow. High pressure builds right in on top of us overnight tonight through tomorrow morning. But once we transition onto the backside of that high, south winds will start to develop tomorrow midday already, and I think we come off of our lows just a little bit. I'm not going to call the temperature profile moderating at all until we get into Friday, but temperatures jump big time on Friday. And then we are well above normal for the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. As a matter of fact, I think Sunday is going to be very similar to what we saw Monday of this week. So definitely moving right back to warmer than normal temperatures. The keys for today are going to be wind and cold air. I don't think precipitation plays in. A lot of clouds early on, but those clouds will break for afternoon sunshine and we clear out everywhere Overnight. Now, let's move forward past this very warm upcoming weekend and talk about what is next. It's a pattern that's very similar to this week. We have another strong frontal boundary that wants to come through Monday into Tuesday of next week and bring some precipitation. In my mind, Monday night to Tuesday is the main area to watch for where we can see showers and storms on the order of a quarter to one and a half inches coverage at 100% of the Hoosier State. There's some concern this moisture may and linger into early parts of Wednesday. I don't think it's a big concern at this point in time. What I will tell you is behind this front, we have another round of cold air for Wednesday the 6th and Thursday the 7th. Maybe not as cold as what we're going to be dealing with here for the balance of today and tomorrow, but cool nonetheless. That temperature profile changes late in the week. You get into Friday the 8th, and all of a sudden, south flow is back, starting to raise temperatures just a little bit, but we're also going to be dealing with a little bit of moisture that tries to come through as the warm air holds through friday afternoon and into saturday a little bit meaning just a few hundreds to a few tents not a strong front this time around that's a look at your forecast update i'm meteorologist ryan martin
1: do you have an interest in taking your hay or livestock operation to the next level but need some help doing it then head out to the hay and livestock expo hosted by reynolds farm equipment march 15th from 8 to 3 at the boone county fairgrounds join them for free lunch and hear from speakers visit over 15 vendor booths win door prizes and more Pre-register for a chance to win a roll of net wrap and hay knife. To register or for more information, visit events.reynoldsfarmequipment.com slash hay-livestock-expo-24.
0: Corn and wheat up. Soybeans lose out on the rally. This is Who's Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Farm Market Review. And in beans, it was an up and down day. We'll have the numbers coming up. Market analysis, though, to begin with and I secured that late in trade from Arlen Suderman of StoneX. Arlen, we did have a little bit of glimmer of hope to in the overnight and to start the regular session on Tuesday. However, there were signs pretty early on coming off the highs rather uh, significantly that maybe the rally wouldn't stick, and indeed it did not, especially in beans where... We finish lower, so a short-covering rally yet again, though, short-lived.
2: Yeah, it really was, and very disappointing once again. And frankly, the basis of this rally that we've seen started yesterday and gave us some nice reversals on the charts, which got some follow-through buying overnight and into this morning. Uh, but it was, well, frankly, because they were cheap and oversold. And because of the impressive chart reversals yesterday, that triggered buying. It wasn't because of any fundamental news, so to speak. Um, We are getting some updated production estimates on soybeans from coming out of Brazil, but nothing new there, nothing new to generate a sustained rally, to create fears, to create a reason to ration U.S. demand with higher prices. And so much to the frustration of producers here, but to the... Uh, general support of end users, Um, we continue on the same path we are with rallies being sold.
0: As we look at the corn futures market, can we take away any positivity from the fact that the March contract uh, once again does close above $4, doesn't lose any ground?
2: Well, that's probably the best news, best spin we can put on it at this point. Uh, I would anticipate that we will see some consolidation around that level as the market tries to assess whether it's worthy of going lower or not obviously people on both sides would have arguments on that but we've come down fast here over the last few weeks and the markets are oversold in regardless of that four dollar mark you would expect some type of consolidation and reassessment but the four dollar level also gives a psychological a level then to be looking at as well and to say okay is this going to be an area of support and you you can look at the december corn contract around 450 and say the same thing
0: on the flip side an almost eyebrow raising double digit gain at one point in time in soybean futures but that market turned around by over 20 cents by the end of trade. What do you make of beans overall and the current levels we're looking
2: at? Yeah, and I think the same thing there is what we're seeing in corn is the farmer is undersold here in the United States, but even more so in Brazil. And so he has grain to sell, be it corn or soybeans, but I think probably soybeans in Brazil is the biggest problem right now. And that's weighing on this market. As you look at soybeans priced out of both the US and Brazil into China, and what it costs a Chinese crusher to import soybeans right now, the beans coming from Brazil are about $2 a bushel cheaper than what they are coming from the United States Gulf. And uh, so they're getting the business. And that's our biggest problem right now in sustaining a rally in the soybean market.
0: Well, we've been talking for some time about ugly looking markets. And even with that glimmer of hope to start on Tuesday, it does look like the ugliness may be set to continue for a while.
2: Yeah, exactly right. Now, March is a, a month of change a lot of times we do change of focus. The fundamental story hasn't emerged yet. But if you're going to look for the fundamental story, I would start with monitoring the winter corn weather forecast uh, in Brazil, which going out to late March and April are currently showing some risk of an early end to the rainy season, which could provide some support. We also have the Quarterly grain stocks and planning intentions reports at the end of March. And then beyond that, we'll be looking to how the U.S. Midwest planting season unfolds.
0: Market analysis from Arlen Suderman, StoneX, chief commodities economist there, StoneX.com. Now, the Tuesday settlements up a penny and a quarter at the end for March corn, 408 and a quarter. May 423 and a half up two cents. July up two and a quarter, 436. Down in beans, couldn't hold on to the rally. March goes to 1131 and a quarter, down four and three quarters. May down four and a half cents, 11. 11.40 and three quarters. July currently sits at one and a half losing almost four cents Tuesday, but up eight and three quarters for March wheat, 5.86. The meats traded lower, down 37 cents on April. Live cattle, 187.72, and down 37 cents on April. Lean hogs, 85.90. I'm You Bank with the Tuesday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm network.